The Jack Brunswick Show. For more valuable knowledge, stories, and insights, check out jackbrunswickwordpress.com, jackbrunswick13 on Instagram and Twitter, or listen to the other podcasts on The Jack Brunswick Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. That's good. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I've been gone for a couple weeks. I'm just going to be talking about what I've been up to and just some things that have been on my mind, mostly some self-improvement stuff and what I've been working on. I've been procrastinating a lot lately, but I was listening to some podcasts and some other stuff, and we can use procrastination as a warning sign of dispassion or doing the wrong thing. You know, if you're constantly not wanting to do something and you're constantly procrastinating those same activities and tasks day in and day out, it's a good signal or red flag to stop and ask ourselves why we're even doing that thing um, and if we still should be. Now, this is like everything of balance. It shouldn't be used just as an excuse to not do something that's difficult, even though we need to do it. And there's a big difference between doing something that's hard versus something that's pointless or purposeless. And so procrastination can kind of tell us if we're doing the wrong things with our time. And it's just something to think about, you know, don't think as, oh, I need to push through this. I need to do this. Why am I procrastinating? Something's wrong with me. There's a bunch of different factors at play at hand when you're trying to motivate yourself to do something, you know, how easy it is now, how much payoff you're going to get, when is the payoff. So for me, I just feel like a lot of my stuff going on it's meaningful, but the payoff is a long ways away. So I've been kind of up to, you know, doing my schoolwork, doing in my free time, I've been researching how to do real estate investing, normal investing, basically what's the best thing that I can do with my money as soon as I get it and to be financially independent and then working on my book and some other side projects for traveling as a lifestyle, um, working remotely and doing that sort of thing, as well as doing a van life or like living out of an RV basically. And just trying to figure out, you know, how do you do it? How do you convert a van? How do you, you know, balance the budget and what are the actual finances for doing van life? And so I've just been up to a lot of things, but the biggest thing that's kind of been an issue is that I'm not getting that payoff very soon just because I'm kind of tied down with with school and the military and things like that. And so I've just been kind of thinking like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why am I not in the right headspace? And I think that's part of it is I'm not getting that same sense of motivation for the things that I usually am really motivated to do. And something else that I wanted to talk about is it's okay to quit. It just really depends on what it is that you're quitting. When you don't have a bunch of things on your plate, it leaves a lot more time and focus to pursue bigger and better things. Um, But it's only a good option to quit something if there's something else better waiting for you to pursue. People who quit college with no plan, quitting working out, but then filling that time with TV instead, those aren't good times to quit. The, The good times to quit are when you're doing something that isn't purposeful, it's not making you happy, things like that. And so that's where using procrastination and quitting in a healthy way comes in. For the most part, people just need to stick out what they're doing and 
put it on the line and do the best they can and the good things are going to come of that. But that's so pushed in society that people forget, especially people that are super busy and trying to do a lot of big things in their lives and are super ambitious is that just because the quo is, you know, don't quit, don't procrastinate. Sometimes those are good warning signs to figure out if you're actually doing the best things possible for your wealth and your happiness and things like that. That leads to subtracting as much as you can from your life that's bad or inferior in order to make our lives more productive. But that's only half the battle because when you take things away from your daily routine and your schedule, there's just going to be a void. And at some point, you're going to need to do something with that time, you know, to be to one, to be sane, but to two, to just live your life to the fullest. So you have to subtract from your life and you have to add to it as well. But I'm kind of in that gray area where I've subtracted some bad habits, but then I'm still trying to fill those. I'm still in the process of filling those voids and emptiness of time throughout my day. Um, and when you're in that kind of awkward spot, I found that it gives you a lot of time and focus to just think about you know, life, what you're doing, where you're going, and kind of how to move forward. But most people, when we we have these easy fillers that we are very quickly drawn to, like I know when I was giving up a lot of my bad habits, I was immediately drawn to, okay, I got nothing to do. I'm going to sit down and watch Narcos or some Netflix. I'm going to check my phone. I'm going to watch some YouTube. And that's what a lot of people do is we just have these filler distractions that make us feel busy even though it's just another form of procrastination. It's the bad kind of procrastination. And we don't even give any thought to how we're living our life each day and how we can improve it. We don't even give ourselves the chance to even, you know, think about that. And the silence or the void, it's awkward and uncomfortable. And that's the first step into giving yourself that opportunity to really bring that to the front of your mind. Oh, like I've got some time on my hands. What should I do with it? Or am I doing the best thing with my time? And it kind of puts you in that mindset of to make time count, not pass. And the silence or whatever emptiness in your day, it could be an hour, it could be 30 minutes, it could be five minutes. It's kind of like meditation. It's going to make you more present, more aware, and more proactive in finding better things to fill that time with. We're all naturally going to fill time with the most enjoyable, easiest thing to do in the moment. We tend to seek fun over fulfillment, but giving yourself this time to be mindful, it gives us a better chance to pick fulfillment over fun. And most people don't even give themselves this chance. And I've realized that even though something feels pointless or unrewarding and we're procrastinating and we want to quit, Sometimes it just needs to be done because there's a much greater impact or reward in the future down the road. So for me, that's kind of, you know, I've got to graduate. I don't have to graduate college, but if I do, then I'm going to have XYZ benefits and it's going to set me up for a lot of my other goals. It's going to free up a lot of stress and worries if I do these things now and see these indirect payoffs later on when I graduate and I have a job and things like that. And a lot of these things, it's hard to connect A to Z because we like to see immediate results and rewards. And so I'm not saying just because you procrastinate something and you don't really like it right now, you don't find the grind or the process enjoyable right now, 
it doesn't mean you automatically quit something. You've really got to look at it and really think about it multidimensionally. And a lot of these things, they fall under your diet, your workouts, your education. We don't need these things, but they're inherently rewarding and good for our longevity and for the long game. And a lot of us just fail to play the long game or even know that we're playing that game. And that's something I kind of want to talk about is just by whim, I was watching a a documentary on Netflix. I forget the name of it, but it's about plant-based diets. That kind of made me realize that we're all playing this game, for lack of better terms, of our diet and how much we're eating, what we're eating, how good is it for us and our longevity and living a full, healthy life. And the way we eat, it leaks into so many other parts of our lives, our our emotions, our stress management, our energy, our sleep, our fitness and health in general, injury recovery. And it made me realize that I've been playing this, again, for lack of better terms, game of eating. And I wasn't playing it to the best of my ability. And I was losing at it. I've been losing at it for the past 21 years, eating junk food and not being mindful of what I'm eating. And so that's just some, that's one of the things that I wanted to improve on is not just eating healthier, but seeing those long-term benefits, like long, long-term, like when I'm 80, 80 years old and I want to go, you know, play tennis or I want to do something active, like I want to be able to keep up with my grandchildren at some point. And so just being able to think further into the future and how things pay off and being disciplined to actually do it. Most of us can make that acknowledgement is that we know if something is good for us or not, but most people won't actually act on it and decide if they're going to actually follow through on doing the right thing. And so that's where discipline comes in. And a quote by Viktor Frankl that I really like is, part of the discipline is to continue searching for meaning and fulfillment instead of fun and immediate pleasure. And even if you're doing good things already, there's always ways to do it better, to follow these same steps that I'm talking about of being self-aware and reflective and seeing if there's a better way to do those things and turn the good things into great things. An example of this with me is during my workouts, instead of just working out or listening to music, I'll listen to podcasts. So I'll put the podcasts on a two times speed because I can comfortably listen to that and still retain most of the information I'm listening to. I listen to Jocko podcast. It's about leadership, military stuff. The Tim Ferriss show, Bigger Pockets podcast. They've got the real estate one, the business one, I think a money one. And yeah, just some other uh, YouTube real estate videos, things like that. Just educational, better myself. And so that's one thing where I was doing something good working out, but I can make it better. I can still have a really good workout and listen to podcasts or, you know, do something bigger with that. And I think with the whole doing good things with your schedule, being productive, doing the right things, is that the hardest part is to start something. So as soon as you, you know, you start it, you get going, it's easy, but then each time you switch from one task to another, that's where I found myself to be the most vulnerable to get distracted or off track. 
And that's where we need to be the most mindful of, hey, I just finished this. Don't go on the phone. Don't sit down on the couch and watch TV. Like, as soon as you finish something, that transition is where that's key. Like, that's where you got to find out, all right, what's the next thing I'm going to do? And it doesn't have to be, oh, go, 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 be productive, reach your goals. It can be, okay, I finished this. Now I'm going to do something that I really want to do or reward myself. Because the worst part is that gray area where where you're not doing something productive or for your longevity, but you're also not doing something that's relaxing or fun or enjoyable or rewarding. You're just kind of in this gray area. And another thing too is you can't always just go, go, go and do quote unquote productive things slash chase your goals all the time. You got to have time to recharge, to reward yourself because just those long-term benefits, they don't, they don't tip the scale in your favor. And there's different ways to do a better job of chasing your goals without over-rewarding yourself, but you've got to reward yourself just because you eat crazy healthy and tell yourself, oh, in the long run, it's going to make me feel healthy when I'm 80 or when I'm 70. You know, that doesn't really ring a bell in our primitive minds, for lack of better terms. We we value our present state much more, and it's hard to really put a value on how this is going to make us feel 5, 10, 20 years down the road. So one thing I like to do is make things into a game or gamify it. So that's what I've been doing with my workouts is I set my goals, and then I see kind of what I can achieve within the hour or within the day, just little things, you know, everyone has their different formulas for motivating themselves and doing that sort of stuff. This episode, just kind of a me update and just talking about what's been on my mind. It's not very organized, which we'll see how that goes. But so I missed two weeks of podcast and not really proud about that. Um, Had a lot going on with finals, flying back home, still doing school from home whatever, holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, a lot of distractions. Um, But that's not really an excuse. Another thing was I didn't feel like I had anything important to share on the podcast. I use this podcast as a way to confirm to myself that I'm actually growing as a person and learning useful things through my education and more importantly, my self-education. And so this is just kind of like a reality check of Hey, Jack, you did learn some useful stuff this week because you talked about it for 30 minutes on a podcast. Whereas anyone can read two to three books a week or listen to 30, 40 podcasts. But if nothing good came out of it, then what was the point? And that's something I do is I'll take notes on my books or podcasts in my phone or in my notebook. And that gives me proof that, hey, you listened to this for an hour or you read these six chapters. This is what you actually got from it. And if it's not worth writing down or remembering, then why did you spend all that time reading? And I think a lot of people, they do these whatever book challenges or, oh, I'm going to self-educate myself. And instead of learning things and growing as a person, they just kind of use it as a comfort and to feel good about themselves. But in reality, you've got to measure that progress. And so I do that with this podcast. So I don't know. I just felt like the last couple of weeks, I didn't really have anything 
to talk about. Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of real estate investing research and reading books and podcasts, but I don't really know I'd, how I'd organize that into podcast form or really proclaim I learned enough to talk to it about others just because there's a lot of experience that needs to happen. When you're doing real estate, there's lots of relationships and working with people, whereas investing in stocks, you can practically read a book and then do it. And so that's why I felt comfortable talking about the investing in stocks, just because that's something I've actually done. Um, but anyways, I might make an episode about that at some point, but I still should have found ways to make those episodes happen regardless. And that's just the mindset of making sure I learn something new every day. But then on the other side of things, this is a good quote by Dalai Lama that I like. And it's, when you talk, you are only repeating what you already know. When you listen, you may learn something new. So that's why I like to have a high ratio of what I'm listening to versus talking about. I'd also say that I'm more of a listener than a talker. So I'd say for every podcast I do, I probably listen to at least 10 hours of content or read you know, a book or two. So there's a lot going on and it gives me more to choose from. So then when I talk, it's a higher quality. It's kind of like basketball. If you take thousands of practice shots per day and then take 10 shots in the game, they're going to be pretty high quality, those 10 shots. But if you don't really practice, you don't really get those reps, and then you try to take those same 10 shots in the game, you're not going to make nearly as many. So that's just kind of the way I see it is I have a lot of intake of listening and then just a little bit going out. Personally, when talking about the subtracting and adding in your life or your routine, I'm trying to subtract Netflix, sleeping in, procrastination, and poor diet. And then I'm trying to add a cleaner diet, another workout per day, I'm trying to do more work on my book and my podcast and then just read and consume more books and podcasts instead of Netflix and social media. And it's kind of crazy what these little tweaks you can do. Like I talked about earlier is, you know, I was doing a good thing by working out, but when I added the podcast with the workout, that gives me three to four hours of podcast per day because I'm listening to it on uh, two times speed. So it gives me three to four hours of easy content consumed that's going to make me sharper. And that compounds over the day, the month, the year. And something I did learn about that is like multitasking, it's not really a good thing to do unless it's two different senses. So working out, I'm using my body, so my kinesthetic, but then podcast, I'm listening, so my auditory. But you have to actively listen to really take things in. So I'm just trying to listen more attentively, take notes so I can remember the content I'm listening to. Um, and learning through osmosis doesn't work. So that's when people, they claim when they slept with the audio recording in their ear or just passively listening, like just because you're in the room, people think they're going to learn stuff that's proven to not be true. So I'm just trying to do better with that is active listening when I'm, you know, listening to these podcasts, reading these books, and just being more aware of that. And realistically, I found over these couple of days is I can only add a little bit at a time to sustain it. And so with the whole watching the documentary about the plant-based diet and just eating more healthier in general too, 
I can't just fully switch to not never eating meat and, you know, getting rid of all my snacks and things like that and not eating ice cream, uh, just one thing at a time. So my first step for this was to just do breakfast and snacks as plant-based. So for breakfast, I usually do soy milk instead of normal milk. And then whenever I have snacks, I just make a really strong effort to make it like fruits or vegetables or just something that doesn't have uh, meat in it or that's plant-based. That's kind of what I've been trying to do is just take on bigger and better things and see what I can do and how it's going to affect everything else. And the big things that the numbers show, like we can research and look up how can we improve ourselves? Like what's what's the best thing to do here with a basketball workout? What's the best thing to do with your diet? What's the best thing to do for sleep? And we we know what we have to do. We just choose not to do it. And so that's what I've been trying to do is just one, know that I'm in the game and then two, actually play it because those are two whole different things. But with this diet upgrade, my biggest challenge is just to find a protein base because you're subtracting meat and dairy products. I'm allergic to nuts, so I can't just eat a bunch of nuts. Um, but I'll definitely need to find seeds, plant-based protein powder, just things like that further down the road. But right now, just one thing at a time. And I think a lot of people, they get really ambitious, but then they burn out. And so that's just something that I'm trying to put into practice is you don't have to do it all, but you got to do it every day. So just consistency and persistency. Another thing I find really important with routine and improving yourself is just starting the day off right. So right now I haven't been doing that. I don't have any obligations in the morning. So I've been waking up at 10 or 11 in the morning and I might need to sleep eight or nine hours still just because I'm working out a lot, doing a lot of schoolwork, pretty active during the day. But there's still a lot that I want to do and that I need to do. In order to do that, I've got to have more hours awake. I need to get going faster in the day because I'm waking up at 10 or 11, but then my day doesn't get started till 12. Just because I've been waking up and then choosing that easiest thing to do. Like I said, the transitions are where I'm most vulnerable, where people are most vulnerable. So I wake up and then I pick the easiest thing to do, which is grab some breakfast and watch Netflix. And I just think that builds the tone for the rest of the day because if you wake up at 10 or 12, and you say, oh man, like I woke up too late. I don't know if I'm going to get everything done today. And you start to have that doubt. And then it just becomes a snowball effect. Oh no, it's 2 p.m. I don't think I'm going to get it done. Oh no, it's 4 and it's kind of like this regret mindset and you start off slow and you finish slow. So I think that's something that I'm going to start working on personally and that most people should is that if you hit the ground running in the morning, then that momentum is going to sustain and it's going to get you through the day and make you do a lot of stuff more effectively, more efficiently. Another thing that I've discovered as well as research is that when you give your tasks and activities assigned times, it's going to make it more likely that you'll complete them. The biggest thing is just make sure that they're at the same time every day. It's a predictable thing because not only does it keep you mentally engaged and mentally predictable, it's also physically predictable and your body becomes 
almost addicted to that, if that makes sense. Like, do you know when you're not really thinking, but you just naturally walk over and grab your phone and check it? And like, you don't know why, but you just did. That's kind of the same process going on here is that your body, you know, right at 3 p.m., you realize, okay, I've got my workout and it's going to gear you to do that. And the studies show that the experiment group who had this workout plan or whatever diet plan, that when they they had a like a regular time to do it, that they're more likely to, you know, actually complete the task that it was. So for me, like the things that confirm this is that I always shoot hoops or get my basketball workout at the YMCA. It's at 3 p.m. And then my lift is usually at our home gym at like 9 or 10 in the evening. And these things are just a regularity and they pretty much happen every day. But the rest of my stuff going on is it's almost a gamble. Like I'm not even sure if my school's going to get done just because I don't have an assigned time to do that. I don't know if this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Everything else is just kind of up in the air. And another thing I've been kind of struggling with is balancing, enjoying the now and investing in the future. I think I've gotten to a point where I'm getting super ambitious and just thinking about long-term goals and being productive and putting myself in a really good spot. But I've been blowing off a lot of things that I used to enjoy and I call them kind of unimportant now. Like that's how I feel. And I don't really have an urge to like golf or kayak or go out and get food, things like that. And I think that I'm letting a lot of those little things go by unappreciated just because I'm so distracted on the future and the big things, which is okay, but it's also a balance that I need to hit. And that's just something that a lot of people can learn from, I feel like. And I think I'm frustrated because for the most part, we like to see our results as soon as possible, or we want to be able to carry out what we've been practicing. For me, I've been practicing the investing, the real estate investing, being an adult, buying a house, um, how to travel, how to do the van life and the RV life. But I can't act on it right now because I don't have the money to invest because I'm a student and I don't have the time to travel or do van life just because I'm tied up with school and the military. And that's super comparable to most sports seasons right now is we're still practicing for basketball. We still put in, we are two hours a day of just basketball work, but we don't even know if we're going to be able to utilize those skills and all that work we've put in, in a game. Like it's also up in the air and that's just like a really weird spot to be in. I think this is a good problem to have just because you're still doing the right things, but it's natural to, you know, work hard and then see the benefits at some point. And so I'm just trying to do a better job at rewarding myself, not taking everything so seriously enjoying the process, gamifying it, making it fun. And I think a big thing is we can't ever feel entitled to results or expect that we deserve things. And if we can shed that mindset as athletes, students, whatever it might be, then that's going to really free you to just enjoy what's going on and work harder and enjoy the process. That's pretty much all I got for you guys. This was kind of a ragtag kind of daily update styled episode. 
I'll be getting some better ones out there for you in these upcoming weeks. Uh, goals to not take any more weeks off and just keep keep working at this podcast thing and doing better and learning and sharing it with you guys. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Take a minute to check out another episode of the Jack Brunswick show and be the first to know when the newest one drops by joining the email list in the Jack Brunswick bio. That's good.